Welcome to the Gear Slum. It's your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I am Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. <laughs> we slum it hard so you don't have to. Phil, I heard you had a little joke for us. <laughs> okay, funny story. <laughs> a little a little bird told me. So uh, I had a, um, one of my students mm-hmm. uh, was out of town and had to do an independent study because she was with Hey-o! Not not the joke yet. Oh, okay. And uh, so I said um, I was going to put stuff online. I have a website, you know, you can put stuff on. And she goes, "Oh no no no, I'm not going to have internet." And I said, "Where where are you going?" And she goes, "Modesto." And I started laughing <laughs> immediately. I started laughing. And then she said, what? And I go, no- nothing. And then she goes, she goes, you're laughing because I'm going to Modesto. And I said, and I said, uh, yeah, kind of. And then she said, she said, well, it's not my fault. That's where my aunt lives. Oh. And then when she came back, <laughs> and when she came back, she goes, Mr. Eisenhower, just so you know, my aunt lives in the rich part of Modesto. And then I laughed even harder. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know we're not poor and i wanted you to think sing, any of my family members are poor it's like being so bad did you say did you want to also that's say really like funny. that's like being the skinniest kid at fat camp <laughs> you're like have yeah. fun in modesto <laughs> Butthole, welcome California. to modesto i wanted to sing it so bad but i didn't that's so funny i love it when stuff like that happens i know and you like can't you have to stop yourself we've built up telling it would take so much time and it still wouldn't be funny we've built up a (laughs) reflex that we like respond to these idiotic things you know and then we have to suppress it yes because because my laughter made no sense right (laughs) like yeah on her end like it was like there's nothing what is what is as as funny as why do you think this is as funny as you think it is? Cause I was, I was laughing really hard. <laughs> Just it's also mention. pretty funny though, that like, I'm not going to have internet cause I'm going to be in yeah, the rich part like, of Modesto. I think we need to talk about that too. Like there's your no internet isn't in the that rich, rich part she of doesn't Modesto. even have freaking internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she was gone. just saying like, that cause she didn't want, I go to Africa was hoping and I still was... have internet. <laughs> I think she was just hoping that she it would get her out of some work, right. which it didn't because yeah, I just yeah, printed exactly. the crap off her. But that's hilarious. She was all it did was make my lodge. job harder. She was at their ski lodge up in the mountains of Modesto. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ski lodge. <laughs> oh no! Freaking Modesto! Oh man! We only we only steal cars from 2008 forward. In the rich part of Modesto. And the rich rich part of Modesto, that's right. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Barstow. (laughs) Barstow is where you go to get your car stolen. It's like the car theft capital of the United States, I'm pretty sure, like per capita. Hang on. If if Modesto is the the butthole of California, then what is Uh, Barstow? It's like the belly button and the lint, all the lint gets trapped in there. 
Okay, it's like the, the really ring. the really fat guy's smelly belly button. Yeah, because so, it smells about the same as a butthole. What's what's the weirdest brag? Like people make like weird brags. Like you just said, it's the car theft capital of the world. Like you know how people yeah, always yeah. bring up like, oh yeah, we have like the highest X Y Z rate in <laughs> yes. the whole country or whatever. Like people yeah. in Utah brag that the Costco in Salt Lake City is the biggest Costco in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the most Utah thing to brag about. Is it true? That, did you know that Utah is the only state with a state gun? Oh, really? Whoa. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. Did you, know that you, did you know that you had a state gun? No. Do I, should I own one? Cole, what's your, what's your state gun? You don't know. Oh, man. Is it like a 1911 maybe? What, is this like a it's joke? Only been is since, this like setting up no, for No, it's some... true. Since 2011, they're the first... <laughs> state to have an official state gun that's even oh weirder it'd be one thing if it was like instituted in 1850 or something but oh yeah, i right, guess so totally. it's the it's the m1911 from browning and it was the 100th anniversary of the gun whoa i totally guessed ogden, it right Utah. i guessed it was a 1911 but the, oh yeah because it's from ogden yeah i'm that like a gun, gun was nut. designed in utah apparently it was i didn't know that yeah and it's been manufactured there for 100 years i'm gonna get so much hate mail from all our utah listeners that i didn't know that <laughs> yeah i know the they've been screaming it for the last like the last 60 seconds they've been I screaming know. it you yeah. idiot <laughs> <laughs> the 1911 oh my god oh i guess it was it's not the only one it was just the first one so there's other states that no. also have them now oh oh okay i thought you were gonna say that <laughs> that utah has other state guns <laughs> no 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 <laughs> That was their first state gun. Utah was just then, the first. And then Arizona, of course, followed in. Then the Ruger 1022. No, in month. Arizona, it's like some high capacity gun, right? Because no, it's a single action army revolver. Oh. That's not okay. Because Arizona has um, Ruger. Arizona sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but Rugers they are made what? in Prescott, Arizona. But isn't that like are a German really? brand? Uh, <laughs> we just asked two questions at the same time, <laughs> uh, guys. All I know, can we all just agree that <laughs> guns are good and that we should all own them? <laughs> Things would be safer if everybody and owned a gun. I've been to I've been to Prescott, Arizona. I didn't know they were from. My grandparents live there, and there. they own like an entire mountain. Do they? Where all do the they roads, seriously? All the roads are named after my aunts and uncles. No way! Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> Do people there call it Prescott or Prescott? Prescott. Prescott is what locals call it. Yeah. And okay. everyone from the outside calls it Prescott. It's like it's like when people yeah. call Oregon it's Oregon. It's not Prescott. And it's like nobody calls it uh, Oregon. I don't, that's ridiculous. That's in Oregon. Or no, that's ridiculous. Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. 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 It's Louisville. It like, like Louisville. It's like Louisville. You're supposed to say it like you're like you're it's dry French heating. for crying out loud. It's Louisville. You're sp- Louisville. No. You're supposed to say it while you, like you're dry heaving. Louisville, 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 Boca Raton, Boca Raton. <laughs> if we said Modesto. every city, like then how it was originally, every city in in California would be with a Spanish accent, pretty much. Yeah. Speaking of fun words, oh, should I not ju- jump Rosabille. in? There? I mean, it's, it's a great. I'm from Rosville. <laughs> Rosville. Rosville. Wait, but back to your joke. What is what is your what is your city or region claim to be known for? Oh, famous the for weird brag. That's good. I don't. Know. I have no idea. Roseville. I've got Summer one. Sanders is from there. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not true. what we brag about. You should. 
Okay. What, what do you brag about? This is better than that. So, um, <laughs> there's a, uh, a few miles from my house, there's a, a place called extreme craze and there's a big sign on the outside saying largest indoor laser tag in Northern California. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like stupidest. specific. It's the stupidest thing. That's amazing. Largest indoor laser tag in Northern, only in Northern California. Like it's not like west of the Mississippi. It's not, yeah. you know, specifically Northern <laughs> California. Uh, so how many, how many are there? How many indoor laser tag places are there? Yeah. There's probably and also many, like, several, but most of them are like in a bowling alley you, or something. How often do you audit all of the indoor laser tag places to make sure that you're still <laughs> the largest? That's true. Still number one. The town hey. I grew up in was billed as the carrot capital of the world. <laughs> okay, see? There's <laughs> carrot capital. Oh. The carrot capital of the world. Of the world. Because they grew more carrots than anyone else. Um. I used to live near Gilroy, and that was the yep, known as garlic capital of the world. Dude, you can smell Gilroy like from yeah. miles away. Yes, it's no joke. It's, it's like Modesto, right? Yeah. <laughs> For different but reasons. You can, yeah, it's a different one. Smell. Weird, one weird thing. Like one is sin. BYU, BYU versus Utah is like a weird rivalry. That um, I mean, it's like it's like many other college rivalries yeah. except the religious aspect of it but ted bundy went to the university of utah for like some <laughs> short period Whoa. of time and uh, like some byu awesome. fans will like bring that up as smack talk like oh <laughs> at least no known serial killers went to byu so <laughs> no know. known serial killers. yeah it's like i'm sure some have that's i mean there's hilarious. no way of knowing for sure you know that's really funny yeah it's pretty great sports usually brings oh out man we got a great people. show we got a great show what you guys should we list what we're going to talk about? Um, should <laughs> Since we? Phil wanted to do that, I'm going to go ahead yeah, and do, do it. it. Okay. And Ooh. if we don't get to it, we don't get to it. Okay. We're going to talk about the Wampler versus Know Your Gear. Uh oh. Fiasco. Phil like Oh, it's a fiasco. We're going to talk about gear culture shibboleths. Shibboleth. And shibboleth. maybe we'll talk about the ethics of flipping. Maybe we'll save that. Uh oh. Who Wait, knows? One thing we one are going to talk do about know is Sinusoid. This episode is brought to you by Sinusoid. We're also going to talk about predestination versus uh, free will. Yeah, we are. We're going to talk about does hell exist? <laughs> if it does, who's going to go so, there? We're going to talk gonna about like there. the fact that the earth was actually created in six earth days of 24 hours each. <laughs> so yep. let's, let's finish the, the Sinusoid. This episode is brought to you by Sinusoid, of course. <laughs> yes. oh, I thought we were still in um, <laughs> They're good stuff. They got cables. I've been redoing my pedal board all day. Really? Um, going from a small board to a large board and messing with all my sinusoid patch cables. And I realized that even like the big bulky ones aren't as bulky as a lot of other ones. Like the big connectors are still there, but the cables are a little bit thinner. Yeah, they more are. Flexible. Yeah, they're and they're, flexible. Yeah. Um, but they all even feel super durable. Even like the, like one of the things is the, the slivers are so small that you worry that they might like be fragile. And like you mentioned that you can like turn the head, you know? Yeah. So they feel like they might be fragile, but I don't think they are. <laughs> no, I've like, I, I have not, not actually, I've not actually experienced that. I think it's just like, there's no evidence. They're that so they are small fragile. and cute that you're like, thus far you want to be like precious with them. But 
I'm I there's like no reason to move mine around. And mess you mean put them in a doll chair? Yeah, <laughs> that's what you want to do with them. And if they do break, then you got a hundred year warranty. So who cares? Yep. So unless you bought them Aaron, years ago, I know. I was gonna say, Aaron, you True. you've had yours for a year, two years. Um, some of them I've had about a year. Yeah. Still covered, okay, yeah. so you got ninety. No, wow. Okay, only ninety nine more. Just keep your you ninety nine problems, and a year ain't one. Yep. Any okay. So check this out. I'm in several like Facebook groups. It's um, a weird brag. Are you? <laughs> oh, really? It's not a brag. It's like <laughs> the thing that's true. Okay. But so should we? Should we? Maybe, you're like, maybe that actually, should be another part of the podcast. I'm not going to talk about that because it's, it's another part of the podcast. About. Which one of us are in more? About? Who is in the most? It was it's in the about most hell. Facebook group. It's about hell. It's dumb. It's the thing that happened about hell. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. So we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it at that. If you want to hear my hell story, feel free to message me. Oh, <laughs> I'll okay. tell you. It's funny. I'll tell I'll you. I'll tell guys you. Later. You should friend also him. check out. It's been fun everyone seeing, friend Aaron. Seeing a lot of people uh, be friending about their Gabrielle Tenorio strings. Oh yeah, and liking yeah. them. It's been fun. Gabrielle. Gabrielle. I love them. I love them. I love the you strings. Mean, yeah, lobe. They're really I nice. love them. We all I we got those uh, like gear slum. Official gear slum strings for our yep, we did. offset guitars, and they're That's really accurate. nice. We did. I love them. I love them. Love. So check them I out. I talked about it last last episode, but they really did like reinvigorate my jazz master. Um, which is cool. It's yeah. cool. So thanks to those guys, Sinusoid, Gabriel Tenorio, all of them. Yeah, all three, all two of them, sponsors. Um, I got this hell thing in my head now. I can't get it out. Uh-oh. Uh, so those of you who, a lot of our listeners probably watch YouTube videos, right? I would assume that they watch yeah. your YouTube <laughs> Like Red videos. Hot Nickelball. What? Uh, and most of them probably Hydraulic know who, who Brian Wampler is, right? What? Brian And Wampler. most of them probably know what the JHS at pedal is. That's actually right? the one aspect I'm of this familiar. that I knew very little about. Because I... I enjoy phil mcknight's videos yeah so the jhs at is a modified version of the angry charlie right that was originally made for andy timmons, timmons who's like a guitar player yeah. he's like a guitar yeah so everybody everybody knows that go on and then they had the at and then they made the at plus which is the one that's in the video so anyway phil mcknight what's his show called Know your tone gear. or know your gear. Know your gear. Know he has a couple gear. different. I mean, know um, your gear isn't the name of his thing, but it's kind of like okay. It's kind of like thanks for friendship with us. I think maybe not. Okay. Anyway, so he's owned like stores in the past and like done things. He still owns like, right. He's like from the real. He's side very yeah. The like side. if if you ever watch his videos, he's very. He, he also goes through a lot of like semi low end guitars as well but yeah he's he's very knowledgeable specifically about like being a dealer and about dealer yeah like i think the first video of his i watched was um like comparing all of the different squire strats yeah oh and so he knows like, a lot from affinity up to the whatever he knows a lot about the sort of one. guitars and where you know different things are sourced and things like that but he's not right he's not a manufacturer or builder he's not like 
Sure. So, and Phil, you didn't, did you have a chance to watch the video or read the blog? I did not. Okay, cool. So Sorry. I'll explain it to you and the viewers by proxy. Yes, it'll be good for the viewers. So what happened is Phil McKnight, um, he does demos and reviews basically. So they're unpaid where he like buys the gear and actually reviews it um, quote unquote without bias. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'm, I have no reason to think that he is biased, but I just don't know. So anyway, he did like a thing where he asked viewers like, what pedal do you want me to review? And they chose this JHS pedal, the at or the at plus. I'm not sure which one. So he bought it. He played it. He compared it to this more pedal that he liked. Mua. Um, that does a similar kind of like high Mua. game, marshally, um, Mesa Boogie kind of thing. And then he was talking about, and then he opened it up. And this is where things get sticky. So he opens the pedal up to talk about, to like look inside. And he's talking about like the outside has the serial number like handwritten on it. But when you go inside, it's like also on a sticker label, like printed on the PCB. And everything inside is like surface mount and there's no, so it's not hand wired. It's clearly not hand wired. And he's saying that the outside makes it look like it kind of gives the impression that it's hand built because it says like built in Kansas city and it has the handwritten number, but then you get inside and everything is very much like machine made machine. done. Okay. So he basically said like, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but he basically said like that people expect to have things hand wired when you think about boutique brands and whether or not that's right or whether or not that matters that it was it is shocking and it's kind of disappointing and less fun or exciting to see things being like surface mounted but like hmm. i i think people tend to be pretty transparent about that stuff i mean like if you expect that part of that's just ignorance and, and, on your part you know what i'm saying right because like, it's not they yeah, don't advertise guy, that it's hand wired that doesn't doesn't say hand wired anywhere we can all agree that brian Phil. Brian is a is a he's a crazy Brit, right? He's a crazy Brit. Who are you, what? What are you talking about? Who is the guy? Phil McKnight. Phil McKnight. The guy review. reviewing it. Phil, Phil McKnight. He's a regular American. He's an American. He's American. A bald American okay. man. Not crazy. He's from Phoenix, I think. Okay. Arizona. Well, he, there's another. He has thing, a state gun. Fine. Okay. <laughs> then we can't agree that he's a crazy Brit. Thank you. We cannot agree to that. No. I do not agree to okay. that. I want to go okay. on the record as okay. saying that I don't agree to that. Okay. I do not accept those terms. Anyway, so then he went on to talk about like um, the value of it, right? So, And this is kind of thing where it got really sketchy with the other people. So he said basically that um, he's like, look at this. These jacks are like $1.50. This switch is $1.50. Um, it's surface mounted, so it's not hand done. Some of these components are like cheaper. They could be more expensive. So this pedal should be cost about 120 to 130 and that's, I think, where people took issue. But, okay, so it, it's interesting. Um, yes, I, but it's that's such – it's weird. Like, I was honestly surprised to hear it coming from him because a lot of times when I see him give his opinions on sort of the business of guitars and everything, he's pretty educated and yeah. informed. And this is, like, such a dumb, like, elementary school. It's like the guys who tear apart iPhones – and like, why does this yeah. cost so much? And it's like, because they had to design, like, it's Right, it's and it's ridiculous. the exact same argument that the DIY guys use. Like, 
oh, I could build that pedal for $50, so why are they charging 200 for it? Yeah, like, we'll do right, it then. But, that's the, but on a more extreme note, it's like, I, I remember saying when I was like in in second grade to my teacher, you know, I don't understand why it took so long for people to come up with bow and arrows. Like, I could make one really easy in my backyard. Right, <laughs> right. Like, uh, yeah, but that's because somebody showed you what a bow and arrow is, dummy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why it took you so long to design that original circuit. I could clone it so easily. Yeah. It's the stupid. That is so dumb. <laughs> but it's like, so you take that to its logical conclusion and you're like, why does anyone pay for software? Because ones and zeros don't cost anything. They're free. Why does anyone yeah. pay for right, music right. or movies? It's ridiculous. Or, you it's know, just a and stupid And lots argument. of people don't. And, and it's, those people it, are demonic. They're pirates. Yeah, or they just don't watch, you know, any movies or music, and that's okay, you know. That's yeah, like me. I actually true, don't even own a TV. True, true. true. Um, I mostly know. just read books and stuff. So mm-hmm. I went to this. I don't even uh, have internet here in Modesto. So speaking of weird <laughs> brags, I went to this, like, uh, <laughs> fancy marketing training today, and, and I was thinking uh-huh. about this because they were talking about um, – it's all very focused on like knowing the needs of your market and, and solving problems and things like that. And the example they give at the end is Dr. Scholl's and they talk about how like you go to the pharmacy or whatever, and there's this whole section filled with all these different Dr. Scholl's insoles. And they're basically all just the exact same thing cut into different shapes to, uh, to serve different purposes, you know? And, they're all the pricing is just all over the map but like there's one that's sold as work and one that's is like a and it has like a picture of some guy like a construction worker on the front as like work insoles and then there's one sold as like dress insoles with like you know some guy in a suit or whatever and they're Uh literally the exact same thing but one is one costs more they're not even hiding it like that's it's in a transparent package you know but right. like the whole point of this was you price something like the price has nothing to do with what it costs to make. If you, right. If you can't price it high enough to make a profit, then it's not going to be viable, but you price something based on what people are willing to pay. Like it's, and if right. someone, some, you know, for some reason, some people are willing to pay more for something just cause it's the more expensive option. And a lot of times that applies, you know, with pedals. But well, and that's not, why intellectual property exists because you're not only selling the thing, but you're selling the idea behind the thing. And like, if yeah. you come up with the idea, then you own that idea. So you have the right to like charge for it. Yeah. Like, why doesn't anyone ever complain when they go, like when they pay and go to a movie theater to see like some indie movie and they're like, yeah, that's the like they already. didn't spend anything on special effects. That was garbage. Right. Like this if, movie yeah, only costs however many dollars to make. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why do I have to pay the same amount? For this right. movie of of as poor like people Avatar. talking, poor people <laughs> yeah, talk. as Avatar, yeah, <laughs> like they couldn't even be bothered to speak in English. That's garbage, you know. I'm not gonna pay yeah. to see someone and then have to read it myself. Yeah, boo, ridiculous. So okay, so but, that was so that was just part I love of it. so that watching movies. So with he makes subtitles. he makes this video that's obviously very like myopic about uh, well these components add up to this much, so this is how much it should cost. Yeah. And so and Brian called him out kind of on the pod on their podcast, his podcast. What is it? Chasing tone. Chasing tone yeah. Um, and, and now then we're Phil, calling like, him out. For calling no, him out. no, no, no. And then Phil McKnight responded to it in 
a blog. He's like, Brian Wampler called me out, but I never said anything. And he kind of like did this like half ass apology thing. Not really an apology, <laughs> but like a defense. So like this half ass defense he where he said like, yeah, well, not even that, but he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to find it because it's kind of ridiculous. And also he spelled response with a C. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> response. Freaking Arizona. Like, bro. And come on. I now. mean, like the, the one thing I get, Arizona. like there's one aspect of it. That's, that's kind of commendable. The fact that Brian called him out because he wasn't going after Wampler. But at the right, same right. time, Wampler is like a very similar setup where like all their pedals are like their service mount components on a PCB that are they get, you know, shipped from China or wherever right. basically assembled. And then all they're doing in the States is, you know, putting putting them in an enclosure and maybe putting them in knobs on or something like that. But yeah, um, it but they're also. Well, I think Wampler is a little bit different because I think Wampler is. um Oh, I think I mean they're part of like a conglomerate. I think like they're not yeah. an independent company. Yeah, they use somebody else's they're part of the boutique assembly. Well, they're facility. part of the boutique amp builders. Yeah, for their thing. amps. Um, well, I think they're pedals too. I mean, I think the company is owned by that same group. So I don't know. Um, I could be wrong, but I think that's you true. could be and are wrong about what I don't know. I was just I just like Lots that line of things. That's from High Fidelity. <laughs> Dude, I love that movie. You can so be much. top and five are wrong. Top five movies. Top five Jack <laughs> Black movies. Go. Somebody was singing. Top five Jack somebody was Black singing movies. that. Mother, what a uh, night it really was. Brother, what a night. And it reminded me of when <laughs> Jack Black. Brother, what a night. Angina's tough. <laughs> when Laura's dad dies of angina. Oh, yeah. And Laura, poor Laura. Dude, that movie is so good. I remember the first time I watched it. I still think about it. It's so, it's way good. It was that good. It's one of the best. Okay. Number one Jack Black, Jack Black movie, Airborne. Obviously. Um, Number one is Airborne? No way. That's yep. ridiculous. Get out of here. Number two is King Kong. Guys, he can oh, be so serious. Oh, so here we go. He can be serious, here we go. you know? <laughs> so let me yeah. read from, this, from his response to Brian Wampler, because he said, um blah blah blah. He says some unfavorable stuff about me. And then he said there's nothing oh he said that that Brian pointed out that he should learn about circuit boards, PCBs, because he's saying all this stuff about hand wired. And then he goes, Well, I never said that circuit boards are bad, only that they're usually that handmade is usually more expensive. Which is like dumb. And then he's like and then he also talked about not understanding costs. Only interesting because I say that I don't think people should get caught up in that. So he's like saying like, yeah, I said these things, but I didn't like tell people to believe it. <laughs> like that's his that's, that's basically like, his defense. That's the biggest cop out when it's like, well, that isn't what I wanted you to focus on. It's like, oh, you didn't want us to focus on the most inflammatory thing that you said in your thing. <laughs> right. Like, of course, that's what you're going to focus on. <laughs> the fact that you're claiming that this pedal is overpriced and you're trying to use, you know, quote unquote science to back yeah, it exactly. up or whatever. Yeah, but and here, what's what's goofy about that is that that like there's no reason to say a provocative like fight creating thing other than because you're hoping to get like people riled up because you yeah know he was trying to have views. like a hot take I think like if you if he just said yeah it's a it's a pretty nice pedal for you know I mean there's other pedals that are good too but I 
This one's fine. Yeah, I mean, it like, was like yeah, verging on. It was verging on clickbait, basically. Yeah, because he's like, is it priced fair? Like that's his big thing. That's this. And the whole concept of something being priced fair is is ludicrous. First of me. all, it's fairly not yeah. fair, Mister. <laughs> but like, if you don't believe that it's worth that, then just don't pay it. Don't buy it. Yeah, like you can. There's it, no such thing as. I'm somewhat ignorant about uh, all the history. Saying the price JHS, is fair based on I, components is ridiculous, and I'm not going to defend. Uh, jhs against you know the majority of the backlash they get because i don't know a lot of the sure. history in it and oh, uh, because you hate them if if he really did uh you know there's many sides let's just say there's many it doesn't sides. matter we're not gonna <laughs> even get into it we talked about it before hashtag many sides hashtag but, banana hands but like also if you don't you think many price sides stuff is a hilarious whatever joke, you want every time you hear like, it then you can get right out if they were genuinely overpriced then it means they would be higher than what people are willing to pay for them and JHS right. would go out of business or would not be as successful yeah. well, as they are. Okay, but. exactly. I, I disagree a tiny bit only mm. in that, and this I still disagree with that guy, but um, Brian McKnight. Um, <laughs> 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 that was the name that I was trying to say before, and you guys were like, no, no, it's one. It's Phil. He's um, not British either, though. He, he's not British, no. <laughs> it was the it was the British part that was really off. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I'm sorry. Here's the I would say priced uh, fair could be interpreted as in relation to like everybody has uh, similar circuits, right? If this circuit is similar to other companies pedal with like a very similar circuit mm-hmm. and everyone else's pedals are for the same circuit are $20 cheaper. There's somewhat of an argument there, but, but again, still, those, then but like, people are not going to buy that pedal. If they don't think it's worth the extra $20, just they're saying, not going to buy it. I'm just it. saying I would, that, that would be how I would argue, uh, fair, not fair. Like, but it's still, so I would, it's but not a question. I don't think you can say that it's fair or unfair. You can say that it's not priced like, appropriately or it's not worth appropriate yeah it's about more about appropriate because unfair implies that you're like trying to rip people off if it's price uh, if he was lying if the implication was lying about it you're trying to sell it as something that it's not to get more money yeah like that i mean okay like yeah like apple put out that ten thousand dollar apple watch like it doesn't have it's it's inherent value is not anywhere near ten thousand dollars right like nobody's yeah. gonna do yeah. a teardown of that and say oh this is worth ten ten thousand dollars it's just they made this ridiculous thing and maybe some people will pay for it you know what i'm saying yeah and, and also like the dumb. basic crux of his argument is that it's not worth what it's it's not fairly priced because it's not hand wired like that's his basic argument well that's basically dumb. that hand wired is worth more than like that through hole components are worth more than a certain yeah. amount of PCB stuff, but which sounds ignorant to me. Well, and I'm ignorant. It so. makes it makes sense from the standpoint of like there, like from a business standpoint. In order for something to be profitable, you probably need like if it's hand wired, you might need to charge more because there's more labor that goes into it. But at the same time. If you're trying to make something with surface mount components and you're selling small volumes, then you're it's going to be more expensive. Like right, the but only also time if you're hand sense, wiring it, then you're probably 
a smaller operation because if you were big enough that you were making a ton of money off of it, then you wouldn't have the ability to hand wire it anymore. It's like exactly like they the kind of go hand in hand. The fact that Wampler and JHS both manufacture in the same way is a function of how large they are. It's not right. Exactly. It's not like their profit margin increased drastically when they decided to do that. It's just a way of right. keeping up with the volume they have to go through. And maybe it did because their production, but even then, like if and that's they have like more things, but again, like be mad at people who buy the pedals. Right. Right. Like, but also like hand wired is inherently like in some ways it's like inherently less reliable because yeah, it's wired by a person. And like, I want a robot that to do next, everything. That, like, new thing of, like, level of failure. Like, I want a robot it. to drive for me. Yeah. I want a robot to build my phone. And I want a robot to build my pedals, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Robots are superior in every way. I want a robot to make my breakfast. Except love. <laughs> and eat my breakfast. <laughs> you guys went to in different directions. Wait, what do you mean by breakfast? Like Wait, eggs. eat your... Eat your breakfast. Sausage or eggs. You want, oh. you want to eat a robot's breakfast. If a robot has a decent breakfast, I will eat that breakfast. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> if a robot can make a human human like breakfast, I will eat the breakfast. Whoa, that's um. So anyway, here's the only thing. Here's the, my only pushback against Wampler is that like I feel like he should have. I think talking about it on the podcast is fine. Um, I wish they wouldn't have responded to Phil McKnight's blog with like their own blog because I feel like that kind of puts them like that that at that point now you're in a, a thing a back and forth like the first yeah. time you're just commenting on it but now you're like in a back and forth and like you are the one who actually made it and it's very much point. it's like it's like when people quote tweet someone instead of just replying to them and they know they have yeah. like orders of magnitude more followers it's just right. a way of like ganging up on them like, yeah, in some way. Wampler yeah. is much bigger than Phil McKnight, and so it comes across as like, uh, you know, I, I know that bullying isn't the right word for it, but um, but it kind of comes across that way, you know. Like yeah, it's kind of like when, like, Gibson sues someone to, like, protect their property or whatever. Yeah, or like when Pedal Train sued uh, Creation yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you're right. You're right to do that, and it's fine to do that, but it doesn't always it doesn't make you like you end up looking bad by doing it yeah because part of it is like do you really feel threatened like if if you genuinely believed in your heart of hearts that uh that everything you were doing was completely above board then maybe you wouldn't feel as compelled to reply to or like are you afraid that you're gonna like lose sales because of this one video like i i kind of doubt that like i feel like anybody who's gonna be swayed by him probably already had a similar opinion. Yeah, I don't think there were a lot of people who were like about to buy a bunch of new JHS pedals. Right. Who were then were like, and what? The These things are made where? Using what kind of components? <laughs> it's. Um, I do get the feeling like it is kind of a bummer when you open a pedal up and it's like, oh, the backside of like a surface mounted PCB. You're like, oh, it's kind of boring. But then you well, close like, it and you play it and you don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just right. not a fun gut shot. But other than that, like I don't feel let down by it in any real like, sense. Unless, unless, like I, I see the appeal of buying from small builders and I like opening it up and it has a message in there. You know, it says, uh, you know, just butthole yeah, yeah. or something like that, and you think it's really cool and stuff. But like, that's if you think that's what you're getting with JHS, then that's kind of on you. 
you right. know, like There's what you're getting with JHS that. is basically just boss, but more expensive, you know, and probably not as cool as boss. Is that fair to say? Can we all agree Definitely that JHS not cool. is not as cool as Boss? Because I genuinely feel that way. <laughs> oh, wait. You think Boss is cooler than yes, JHS? Yes, very much so. Um, I don't Maybe know. Maybe cool isn't the right word. I feel like Boss has like the legacy, um, but I feel who like JHS has, is doing a lot of like cool stuff. Who has more banana fingers? I no. think JHS as a company is like... They feel to me like... And I know this is not true because I know he started like from scratch like everyone else. But like at this point, they feel like the rich kid who like has the leg up. Yeah. Um, because and I guess that's just if, a, like a function of their and depending success, on what you believe online or whatever. Like they didn't necessarily start from scratch, you know. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. But it's but I don't I don't know about that. Yeah. Honestly, but, I mean, but, I guess people will say that there is proof. So but they are not there. Not they're not that person anymore. <laughs> they're not. If you think you're buying a boutique pedal then do not right, go right. to jhs no, they're like, large, that doesn't make sense they're like all you have to, if you go to nam you can see that like you can see yeah. the brands that have like, like the big booths and do even you know like, how much those booths cost <laughs> those corner booths are like huge yeah. yeah and like chase bliss is the same way like they're kind of this big like they're still doing really cool stuff but they're also like really successful and they're not like it's not a two guy operation in a garage somewhere no no, or at least if, I don't think it if is. If you want that, there's still plenty of people to buy that from. But if you do want yeah. that, don't buy a Wampler or a JHS. Yeah, like what you're getting is a yeah, mass dummies. is a mass produced pedal that come on has, dummies. You know, maybe has very boring art on the box on the case on the enclosure. Yeah, yeah, JHS art's not that in, like that exciting. <laughs> yeah. Neither. Yeah. yeah. I do like it though. Like I like the simplicity N- of it. They're both very inoffensive. I will say I'm still I'm pretty excited still about the Panther Cub. Like that's one of my favorite delays that I've played. Yeah, like like I like their pedals. So I'm not I'm not hating on either one of them, but they're you're good. right. Like, they're they're they're, good they're, they're at, just not they're no longer I don't think it's fair to call either one of them boutique at this point. Yeah, they're good at JHS is good at a lot of things. There's a reason that they're successful, but one of those things is not being a small hand wired thing that is built in someone's garage. Right. Like that is not right. Because if are. it was, then they wouldn't be what they are. Yeah, exactly. What they're not. They are what like, they that's are. That's what or interesting graphics. Like if they were, they'd be analog man. That's what analog man is. They chose to stay that yeah, small. And that's the why they have an man. 18 month waiting list. If, if they wanted to, they could make a <laughs> king of tone in China. And well, and they do, they make the Prince of tone that's made in China. And they sell it for $135, $139 or whatever. And it goes to show you that, like, even though he literally says, like, this is the exact same pedal, just just buy this. Get two of these. Don't wait. Like, <laughs> this is the yeah. same pedal. Everyone's like, nah, I'd really rather pay nah. a whole lot more and wait 18 months. <laughs> like, it's the market that's the problem. Yeah, either it's way. Not, <laughs> like, <laughs> that just proves it. Yeah. He is the guy true. who that's made it, point. and he is telling you, buy this cheaper thing from me. And you're like, nah, I'm going to use premium gas, even though my <laughs> car tells me not to. <laughs> hmm. Oh, joy. Well, I think we pretty much exhausted that topic. Yeah. Ran that into the ground. Fine. But that was good. We beat Let's that talk- horse half to death. Here's what we're going to talk about next. Tell me a joke. Just kidding. Okay. Uh, knock, what knock. do you call oh, you have one? Okay, four Mexicans no. and quicksand? Who's there? Cuatro Cinco. <laughs> yeah. Who's there? 
Um, mm, I, oh, yo. oh no. Um, mm, I don't know. I, um, oh no. I oh know. no. Here's a good. I know a good knock knock joke. You start. Okay. Knock knock. Knock knock. Who's there? I don't. Your know. mom. <laughs> it's me. Oh. Cool. You don't recognize my voice. <laughs> You don't recognize that taller than it's I me, thought. Your, your mom. <laughs> you don't recognize. <laughs> it's me, your mom. <laughs> it's me. Your Why mom. don't you recognize my voice? <laughs> All right, ready? I got one. We never knock, talk knock. anymore. Who's knock, there? Knock knock. Heidi Klum. <laughs> yes. Heidi hey, Klum. Who? Is anyone home? <laughs> Heidi Klum. Who? Heidi Klum who? Heidi Klum me in on what the punchline is to this joke. <laughs> hey yeah, That is the punchline. Guys, what do you think about FRFR speakers? Uh, <laughs> I have no opinion about them. So I have a strong opinion about, about them, and I'm going to tell you what it is now. <laughs> do it. Okay, first of all, let's start with what let's, those letters I want mean. Th- I want Cole to have a rant. This is Cole's rant. So yeah, Phil and I will just... <clears throat> Cole's okay, rant corner. So here's what happens, people. You know what speakers are? Loudspeakers, specifically, not a person speaking into a microphone. That would be a speaker. Um, I'm a loudspeaker. Guitar, <laughs> guitar. <laughs> Is that like the close talker? It's like a yeah, it's loudspeaker like a bad girlfriend from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, she had the Jimmy leg. <laughs> she was a loudspeaker. Yeah, I'm um, a loudspeaker. <laughs> so um, it's a good joke. Guitar amplifiers are very, uh, they're very different from like audio amplifiers. They're uh, somewhat limited in range. They distort much sooner. And that's sort of what you look for in a tube amp and things Mm -hmm. like that. Guitar speakers are also very, uh, very different. They have a different frequency response and they aren't, you know, uh, they aren't the same as a hi-fi speaker. So they're designed, would it be fair to say that that guitar amplifiers and guitar amplifier speakers are designed to amplify guitars? Whereas others are designed to amplify like a full band mix or like a full spectrum of sound? Well, and here's the thing. uh, Like, it it more, like, part of what it comes down to is in the early days of guitar amps, they kind of were the best amps mm. we could make, you know, like okay. people were attempting to make sort of full range amplifiers and speakers in, in to some extent. Um, but then as, as time went on, like it, it's easy to know, like if, if my voice, if I'm speaking into a microphone and it's being amplified, uh, it's easy to tell that if it doesn't sound like my voice would sound, if you're standing next to me and talking with an electric right. guitar, it doesn't have like an inherent voice that you're hearing. And so, True. you know, this is just what people came to know. Right. As a, so it's as less that it's designed for like. it as it is that that's the sound that we learned. Exactly. Culturally. I mean, that's, yeah, that's how I feel about it. So then so that it just kind of inherently became part of what an electric guitar sounds like. Yeah. And so then so much so that now we have, you know, uh, why did I just blank on the freaking amp modeling? Oh, Kemper. Kemper. You know, we have Kempers, we have Axe Effects, uh, Helix, Helices, Helices, um, all these Helices S. Grant. 
and I'm just rolling around town on my helices. <laughs> and they like they're like trying to model. To, I don't know. It turns out in in the digital domain, it's actually uh, difficult. It's much easier to recreate something, you know, accurately. It's difficult to model how a guitar amp and a guitar speaker behave, but a lot of systems do it very okay. well. But then they are intended to be played through headphones or a PA system, which are sure. uh, which are meant to accurately reproduce sound. All yeah. sound. Yes. Everybody knows that. Because they are just normal speakers. You know, you think about right. mm-hmm. so they're just what like a PA system does. So then people... Like a loudspeaker. Exactly. Like a low talker. But you should never use PA speakers in private settings. Exactly. Because they're for public address. Yeah, well, they have private address speakers, and those are also called PA. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a... Do they? There's kind of a brand confusion issue there with... <laughs> it's kind of like a new neighbor situation. Yeah. Um, but... And some, some PA speakers are only for personal assistance, and other people are not allowed <laughs> to listen to them. And some are for physician assistance. Yeah. It's I mean, there's a lot confusing. of different markets at mm. play here, but... So... So people... Some of them are for punk asses. <laughs> it's like... It's crazy. <laughs> PA speaker. Yeah. Those are like, uh, <laughs> you know, like Behringer speakers or something. <laughs> I'm going to start using that PA is like a pejorative now. So, some PA speakers. I don't know who. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who coined this term, but it's a very recent term and people throw it around now as if it's like this industry wide accepted term. So they people like talk a about grail of sorts. FRFR speakers and what that stands for is flat response and full range so flat response meaning across the frequency range where if you look at a guitar speaker mm-hmm. at different frequencies it has it is not flat like peaks it has mm-hmm. you know a, a pretty strong resonance at low frequencies before it rolls off and then it rolls off at uh well below where a normal pa speaker at high frequencies okay um and then so that's the flat response and full range. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of redundant. I maybe it's talking about the full amplitude range, but at any rate, basically they, they coined this term FRFR to basically mean an EPA speaker, but then people sell FRFR speakers and even Celestion just came out with a new, (laughs) like actual driver that you Uh can put in, you know, any cab that has a 12 inch that's meant for a 12 inch speaker and it's just a speaker. It's just a coaxial 12 inch speaker. And it's annoying to me because there are plenty of companies who have been perfecting this for 50 years or longer. What was the one that, what was the one that you found that was like, Oh, it was the was it a Kemper oh, speaker. <laughs> That's like the exact same model. Yeah. As like they OEM like it from PA the exact speaker. same place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they claim it has a higher wattage, but I'm guessing it's identical and they just have a different, uh, uh, they just have a different impedance speaker. Like they're running a four ohm speaker uh-huh. instead of an eight ohm. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's annoying to me because there are a lot of people buying this Celestion speaker because it says Celestion and they think that Celestion is like a well-respected name in speakers. And it's like, no, they are a well-respected name in guitar speakers, but there are right. so many other companies like JBL or Electro voice or, you know, countless companies, Tannoy, Bosch, any of these that have made, very nice speakers for years and years and years and make amazing uh-huh. 
FRFR speakers, but they don't call it that. They just call them speakers. Very nice. And like you can just get a stage, a powered stage monitor, and that is an FRFR speaker. And it's so this is here's the thing. This is a perfect example of actual snake oil. Yeah. So people think that snake oil is like something that claims to work but doesn't. That's not actually true. Snake oil is something that works but is not what it claims to be. Yeah. So this is like perfect, right? Calling it FRFR, that's like the definition of snake oil because it makes it feel like it's more desirable but it's the same thing that you get down the street like yeah like it works it does what it what it, it does what it's supposed to do but it's nothing new like they're acting like it's this new technology but, when in fact it's like well and the thing that's it's annoying just a, it's literally just a speaker the thing that's annoying another thing that's annoying is like to say that it has a flat response and that it's full range like that's not possible like that speaker right. does not exist <laughs> in the world because it's physically impossible, yeah, and it's it does not. and it's as if they're claiming <laughs> that they're superior sound. to other PA speakers because it's like, oh well, that speaker rolls off at sixty hertz, but this right. one says it's full range, so it must be able to reproduce four hertz if I want to, you know. It's like no, it actually Dog whistles is probably worse than most, you know, PA speakers. To be honest, <laughs> um, at any rate, that's my rant. I love I don't it. Have I don't have energy to rant anymore. But guys, if you have a Kemper and you want to run... It's not a Kemper! (laughs) And you want an FRFR speaker, just get a speaker. (laughs) Just get like a JBL Eon or something. Get a freaking powered speaker or get an amp. Just get get a JBL Eon. You guys, it's so much better. Heck, get a Fender Passport. Buy a guitar amplifier. Amplifier. Flamplifier. Yeah, right. get a real amp that's like a, good, a man. That's good. I'm glad we talked about that because like I know you didn't a want real to, man. but I'm glad that we did. Because you didn't want to, you said. <laughs> no, because you said earlier, the other day, you're like, I'm, I don't want to talk about this, but I want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. About it. So there's like a part of me that... On the podcast. Yeah, and I don't want to be like, I'm not even speaking as like, oh, I'm a professional acoustical engineer. It's like, this is just... Which you are. Which I am, obviously. Which you is. But it's like, this is, is just... One. You know, anyone who's been around speakers at all can can understand uh-huh. that this is this is just snake oil. You know, yeah, it's, dude, I know. Obviously, even to me, who is not, who is ignorant, once even I to hear a, it, I know it. Even to an ignorant slut like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inappropriate. We'll cut that out. I went down a deep rabbit children, hole. Uh, children, of, do not... If you're not listening with your children, do not rewind by 20 seconds and listen to that again. I went down a good rabbit hole of uh, old I SNL. I love going down a good rabbit hole. Sketches. Saturday Night Live is still, like... I think it's still... Have we talked about this before? Like, it's uh-uh. still... I mean, maybe. I don't know if it's as good as it used to be, but, like, we are biased. I think parts of Saturday Night Live are really good right now. I think there's a lot of, like, strong women on there. And I think that the um, the weekend update is like as good as ever. But like, if you go back, if you go back and watch clips of like, oh, here's, you know, you look at like the best of, I don't know, Dan Aykroyd or someone. It's like that was yeah, over yeah. so many years. Like there were so right. many dumb skits that nobody liked. But it's just, yeah, you know, I think you... it's a case of like it was never that good. <laughs> like it's always been about as good as it is now. Yeah, it's but always like been like back and we think that it was like perfect. One or two skit, one or two or sketches will be really good, you know, and you'll get a good yeah. laugh out of them. Some of the impressions are really funny. Some of them are dumb. Yeah. Anyways, 
That's my SNL rant. I'm so I knew I want to talk about FRFR speakers, SNL. What other, uh, other acronyms? JHS. Jahas. We're doing all acronyms today. Jahas. Jahas me. That's good. I have a question. One, I got a few things to tell you. One, you're like a dream come true. Oh. Two, I just want to be with you. Three, guys, it's plain to see that you're the only one for me. Four, wait, repeat your one through three. Are you five? Are you talking me and Cole? Fall in love with me, Cole and I. And then we yeah, together you back. are the you only said, one for you. Me. You're and the only one for me. I believe my work is done. This I promise you. All right, I really do have a question for you. Let me ask you this. You know what a Stratocaster is, right? I am familiar. Yeah, it's that like uh, who makes those? I do not own Samic. Fenler. Fenmer. Okay. Like it's a like fender. a skatecaster kind Fiend. of, right? Fender. <laughs> so let me ask you this question: When is a strat no longer a strat? Ooh, like what is essential? Yes, basically. What are the essential ingredients? What are the essential ingredients of a strat that if you strat? change them, <laughs> it's no longer a strat? I'm okay. gonna go on record okay, and it say has that to have it's a, not a has fender. To have a neck. It's not a strat, but we'll kind of skip. We'll kind of. Think about Strat as a concept rather than as a model, and so we can say Fender doesn't matter at this point. Okay, so like for instance, does a five-way switch is is five-way switch essential? Well, that's the question. What is right, it to you? And I know that's what I'm asking. I think I'm asking so. You. If you have a Strat like a double humbucker Strat, is that still a Strat? Yeah. I, I, if it I just see has the argument. Two humbucker pickups. Is it still a strat? I see the argument that some people would say no, it is not. But okay. there's I also think... it's also like freaking strat makes double humbucker strats. So right. So I think you have to move. Remember like when they used to call what, them big what apples? Fender thinks a strat is. Just like apple what is a strat? Nuh-uh. The double humbucker strat was called a big apple strat. That was cool. Okay. Apple bottom jean that. strats. I remember that. The boots with the first strat was good. <laughs> <laughs> I think the body shape is the bigger Such a stupid joke. Like I think an actual like Is that the I think an actual fender so the, strat with two humbuckers uh-huh. is more of a strat than like a pointy Ibanez with three single coil pickups. What about like a Yamaha Pacifica that's kind of like in between? What about a Tele body? Wait, is it what is that called? Um, so what's what's more tell what's more strat the pickups or the body? So if you have a tele right. body with the strat pit guard and like a strat loadout, is that more no, strat? No, that's yeah, what that's I'm saying. From- I think the shape itself is the most defining characteristic of a strat. Okay, the body shape, not even the headstock. So that's like really, so that's like really broad then. Yeah, like so you're willing to accept I could do any any insane okay. thing. I don't know, maybe not in that body. I'm, I'm, so what's the difference I'm between, between like I'm a just strat and just a super strat? Here. No, I know. I'm just pushing back. <laughs> like, what's the difference between a strat and a super strat then? A super strat has a Floyd Rose. Or but is a super strat still a strat? Is it a, just a subset of strats? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it? So like an Ibanez. 
Yeah, like I would not say it's kind any... of a super strat, but it's if it has two humbuckers and the body shape is different and it has a Floyd Rose, like how is that a super strat? That's just a guitar. Yeah, right. But if well, it's like an HSS, but then, I think then super maybe strat, it is a super strat. Super strat has hit, like it took on super its own strat. like I don't think all super strats are strats. Sure. Super strat. Like it, it So that's what I'm saying though. Where's the line between like this is a strat and this is a super strat, but not a strat. I don't think I can't picture saying like buying an Ibanez guitar of any kind and saying I bought a strat. Okay. So it absolutely has to have the body shape. I what about so. like a sewer? A, is it sure? I think it's sir. sir. Sewer. Okay, so what about, I always want to say sewer. What about a sir? Is that <laughs> a strat? Like the heroes in a half shell? Where they live, <laughs> yeah. Sewer, yeah. yeah, where they live, and alligators, monster. Like so is a sir strat a strat? Because they're kind of like in between a fender and like they're a little bit thinner and pointier, I think, than like a regular strat, a real strat. Or am I off in thinking that? I don't know. I could see like saying I got a sir strat, uh-huh. or like a G and L strat. It seems okay. like everyone who has GNL is always like so keen on differentiating between that and a Fender that they wouldn't call it a strap. Right <laughs> I know. They, the, is it the Legacy? The GNL yeah, Legacy, uh, I think, is their strap model. No, I think Legacy just means it's the, it's the like, oh no. I thought that was Tribute. tribute I think that's Tribute. The, the Tribute are the foreign made ones. The Legacy is their strap model. Maybe that is the model. The Trem looks the GNL so weird on and those. Then, it looks so weird how it's all bulbous. You know what I'm saying? No. Oh on yeah, yeah. It has like the kind of like mustache thing going on. Yeah, it's like this weird wavy. I don't know. I think yeah. honestly, it's I like don't think I would ever the... say it was a strat unless it was actually a Fender strat or a Squire or whatever. Maybe I'm being. I feel like yeah. I feel like maybe the brand has to be part of it, but then it's like Fender can call whatever they want a Strat, and it's a Strat by definition. But like, is it really? You know what I mean? Like, so if Fender, I makes think a, a Fender Strat, they with have two the body buckers is if, still a Strat. If you have a so let's say you have a Strat body with okay. uh, like a hardtail bridge, like a Gibson style bridge, like a okay. tunematic. Okay. Let's say you have a tunematic bridge on a strap body with two humbuckers, um, a Gibson scale. So what is that? Twenty four and twenty four point seven five scale, and a twelve inch radius. Is that still a strat? So that's like I know we're talking about strats and not tellies, but that's like the Jim Adkins telly. Is it? It like it has. It's a Gibson scale length. It's a, it's a, oh, I didn't know it was a Gibson scale, Yeah, but it's got P nineties, right? It has P nineties. It's a set neck. Uh, it's semi hollow, huh. which is unusual. It has a tunematic bridge, a stop tail piece. Weird. Uh, it's, it's not mahogany. It's like ash, swamp ash or something, but some but, like heavier wood, but they don't actually call that a telecaster. I don't think, I think it's they just, just call, just like call it a J 90. So I would say, but I bet. Uh, I don't know. Like, does Fender no, make I think a it single? Is. It says Jim Atkins JA90 Telecaster Thin Line. Does it? Yeah, that's on the Fender website. Yeah, I think that's pushing it. Even though they yeah. say it's a Telecaster. 
it is weird that so I like I think you need three things or I guess just two things I think you need the Love. body I think you need the scale length <laughs> and I think you need for me like it has to have like I understand the idea of uh of like a a double humbucker strat but I feel like for me like if I'm thinking about what a strat is it has to have at least the middle and the neck pickup like it has to have a middle pickup yeah like it has to be like, like I don't feel like it's a strat HSS. without three pickups three. even if it's HSH yeah I I still like, feel like it needs that middle okay. pickup because I feel like those yeah, totally those in between positions are like even though they weren't there in the beginning like strat started out with three way switches yeah Man. which is kind of wild it is like those in between positions like became a thing but they weren't a thing originally yeah i i kind of hmm. like can you think of very many hh strats maybe they make like the american professional is there like a maybe. jim root strat yeah, but that's like... Does he have a Strat? Yeah, there was a Strat. I think the Jazzmaster stayed around for longer than any of the other models. I don't think the Strat was around for very long. Well, I think but, one of the like the new Squires, I think, the modern series. Oh, has yeah, the, a lot of those. The double humbuckers and the... What was it? The, um, I All think the they sparkly. had a standard... The, it was the Blacktop originally. The Blacktop yeah. had two humbuckers. And Even now the it's classic, just like a standard like model. The Sparkly Classic Vibes, a couple of those had two humbuckers, I think. Mm. They have an American Pro that's a double humbucker, too. The Shawbucker one. Yeah, I don't know. Now that you're saying, so yeah, it more there and are, more, there are like, a bunch. Yeah, if it yeah, only had two humbuckers. I don't know if I'd call that a strat. I think the difference is like they're usually. Oh, they do still have the Jim Root strat, which is freaking cool. Do they? <laughs> yeah, I I I know people hate them, but I think the Jim Root guitars look so. Dude, rad. I think they're All killer. I had that Jim Root Telly, the Squire one. It was freaking amazing. Uh huh. Oh, I nice. kind of regret selling that. I flipped. I I bought it for a hundred bucks, and it was like brand new. Still had all the plastic on it and stuff. Did it have active it, pickups in it too? No, uh, no. It was passive pickups. The Squire which I one doesn't liked because then it okay. didn't have you know. Yeah, yeah. Battery case and That's stuff cool. like that. But the neck on it was amazing. It had like really dark fretboard, um, and then a white. Yeah, yeah. White body. The black tuners. Yeah, oh, you had the white one. Yeah, it was a really cool, really cool looking cool. guitar. And it felt yeah, really I nice. Love, I think they all look really cool. Yeah. The, the tele, some of them, the like Master the cool. telly, the telly looks more normal. Like I can see why somebody, because like the Jazzmaster pick guard is normally such a huge part of the body. Right, right. That it's kind of weird to see the entire body of the guitar with like, because it doesn't have a pick guard on it, does it? No, that one doesn't. It's like everything's rear mounted. It's kind of weird to see a Jazzmaster with no pick guard. Like it looks. Like there's almost too much, just like yeah. one. But on the other hand, body. like that's closer to the original loadout than like a strat. The strat is because it's two humbuck, it's two pickups, and oh like, yeah, they totally. look similar in shape, you know. Yeah. Whereas like the strat is completely different from a regular strat. Oh yeah, totally. And the telly too, I guess. I mean, although tellys. I don't know, the just because Jazzmaster pickups looks square. Part already, of what's I cool guess. about it is they just like there's no tone knob, which is kind of cool. Like it's a stripped down look, you know. Yeah, they're just full on like. Rock so how about guitars. so how about my Oceana? It has these three Supro pickups that are very similar to Strat pickups. It has a five way yeah. switch and tone and volume, and it has mm. yeah 
a mastery bridge and trem. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So like, it, if you had it everything has all the elements. except for the body. Yeah, and the body looks nothing like a strat. It wouldn't be a strat. Right. Well, and the trem is different too, but it has all right. of the elements that you would describe. Yeah. I mean, not shape-wise. Like it has a lot but, of the bullet points, but I wouldn't even... Yes. I would not consider it a strat at all. No, yeah. Right. Uh, absolutely not. I guess you're right. Like, the shape is... You have to have the shape. And honestly, you have to have like the big, like the least horns. You can't have pointy horns, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, can't like be like sharp. That's what defines a strat. To like one of the biggest parts yeah. is the well, because part of it is like playability, and part of the playability has to do with like the way it feels against your body, and like that. Yeah, the contour influences a lot of the way the strat is used, and like what it's been. Man, that's a that's a deeper question than I thought it was going to be. It's all about how it feels against <laughs> your body, you know. <laughs> When is a strat oh, yeah. no longer strat? Oh yeah, don't I know it? It's like the body doesn't really matter, but it also has to have that body. <laughs> yeah, like crazy. as far as like the sound is concerned, the body yeah. probably has less. The body has less influence than the bridge or the pickups or any of yeah, those like things, mechanically, it's, it's not like, essential at all. It's like personality matters, but like I mean, you you got to have that body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to have. Yeah, because if you switch everything else out but the body. You would still say it's a strat with like weird features, but the body. Whereas if you kept everything else but only switch the body, <laughs> you'd be like, "Oh, this is like some weird guitar that yeah. has all strat features." <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't call a tele shaped body with everything else from a strat on it. You would call it like, "Oh, it's this Telecaster with strat stuff in it." Yeah, like you wouldn't call it a strat. That's so funny. No, I wouldn't. Just like how, like, I'm, it's good. Just like the Tele Master that I have, like, mm-hmm. I think. Most, yeah, it's not a Telecaster. Most people describe those as a Jazzmaster with Telecaster pickups. Right. And not a Telecaster like with the a Jazzmaster-shaped body. Is basically a Telecaster with a weird-shaped body. Yeah. Although... But you would never say that. Although Fender made those offset Telecasters, but that's a weird name. Like, that was... Yeah, because everyone knew they just couldn't call it a jazz ma- Jazzcaster because that had already been, like, a thing. Yeah, and well, and they call their custom shop ones Telemasters, I think, because maybe Warmoth. Telemaster. I think Warmoth yeah. is the only one who calls them jazz casters, maybe. I don't know. I know they call them that. So. It's weird. Guys. Hmm. Anyway. That was intense. That was a good app, guys. Well, let's say thanks <sighs> to our sponsors app. one last time. Thank you, Sinusoid. Thank you, Gabrielle. Mr. Tenorio. And thank you to all of our patrons. Oh, yeah. Thanks and to our patrons. We haven't thanked them in a while. Like you. Um, we got some new <laughs> we guys. We mentioned Patreon in about two months. Well, we got um, we got some new guys after Nam. Um, Kyle McIntyre just joined the other day. Who else has joined recently? Uh, I should have like prepped for this. Um, Garibaldi. Fill me in, guys. Chris? Stall for me. Stall for me. Did Eric... Garibaldi oh Eric yeah, yeah of course if not he's gonna feel bad about it now better pay up hello my baby hello my darling hello my ragtime girl um yeah Eric did Bruce Bruce Kumquat joined Dave Probert thanks Dave thanks Justin May these are all guys who've joined since the first of the year most of them in January um and Kyle McIntyre who is also a member of the Tone Jerks podcast Kyle what? and Brian do the Tone Jerks 
So I met Hi, Kyle. Kyle at Nam. He's yeah. a cool guy. We did. Hashtag super chill. Coil. I'm going to call him <laughs> Coil. Single Coil. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> I don't know if he's single. He's a single person. He's one single person. He, I like to tell, I always tell my person. students. So last night, like part of the syllabus says like not to bring children. And I was trying to explain to my, my students like how I don't care about their children. Like that I'm happy. <laughs> okay. Like I'm fine that they have children and like I would feel bad if one of their kids died, but it wouldn't affect my life at all. Like, <laughs> like your kids, your children literally mean nothing to me. Like they have wow. no effect on who I am. Which is, yeah. it's true, right? Like That's true, but... <laughs> like, it's it would be sad. I mean, I'm like, I would go home and tell my wife about it. Like, oh, my student's kid died, and like, I feel bad about that. But it wouldn't change anything about how I live my day-to-day life. <laughs> okay. And so what's, and the, what's the purpose? That was it. And so I just kind of got caught in this loop of, like, <laughs> like, trying to comfort them and be like, no, I really do care about your kids, but also I don't care about your kids at all. And that would you for a couple minutes. How bad would you feel if you found out that one of the students in that room just lost a child how bad would i feel i would feel bad but it wouldn't like change anything it would change it would change the way you gave that speech at the beginning of i've never I would, that's the first time i've ever done that it just like happened it was like a natural free-flowing thing i was feeling really good last night and even better this morning teaching my class Lucy goosey i was i had my blazer on i think that made all the difference i had like a newfound confidence yeah just for the job you want <laughs> that's right i was wearing fancy shoes even i wore like my lace-up wingtips Ooh, i was balling did you have did you have a cool messenger bag no that's the only thing i didn't have oh I had a backpack. See, you, what, what you should have done you should have had a cool messenger bag mm-hmm. and a fedora and a whip <laughs> a whip <laughs> like yeah. indiana jones <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> he doesn't wear a blazer though i mean he did oh. he wore like a brown suit i guess to school that's but he true. didn't wear he did the fedora he had a, a different dressier i'm hat, just I saying you should, you should just a couple a couple indiana jones elements <laughs> just a couple your outfit. Yeah. yeah just enough to make people go is he is he really there there was a girl in the front row though who who wrote messages on her eyelids really no they're probably too inappropriate to share on the podcast and there right? was just like give me an a or die <laughs> it was like <laughs> I'm gonna act like I'm gonna act like I think you're cool, but I'm gonna I'm gonna complain to the dean after the semester because he gave me a C when I wanted to be all that on her eyelids. Yeah, it was really intense. She writes really small, or someone writes really small. I'm I don't know if she did it herself. Why were you close enough to be able to read her eyelids? She had these really thick glasses that kind of magnified it. Oh, they okay. They're really gotcha. thick and also really big. They were like six inch circles. Weird. It was it was very bizarre. She really wanted to make sure I got the message. Hmm. And did you? I did. And then I relate it to you just now. I just told you about it. <laughs> remember? Okay. I do. I remember. <laughs> oh, that's good. I don't know what happened to Cole. But uh, uh but um, sorry, hmm. work stuff. Oh no, good. I just thought you were gone. No, I'm all here. right. So thanks to our patrons, thanks to our sponsors, and thanks to everyone else who listens, even if you don't give us money, we still appreciate it i think it's really cool that you care enough to listen if Um, if you can't afford to support us financially you could afford to go to itunes or whatever app you you use and leave a review for us leave a review on itunes get us charting guys i'm tired of having clean pants 
Yeah. I, want, I want to chart. We, want we to want chart. to be... Only you can get us to the number one podcast. Only you can make us chart. <laughs> be the Please chili beans. make us chart. Be the late night chili beans to our podcast. <laughs> Please chart us. That is scary. All right, crew. Thanks for friendship. It's been fun. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Mm-hmm.